first, let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Uh, check out Good Ranchers this month. They're, um, they're running a March meatness sale, and you don't want to miss out. You can subscribe any day this month and get free bacon for a year. Ah, oh, bacon. Pick a box of 100% American meat that you want. Get the free bacon. And if your bracket wins, you'll, uh, you'll, it'll be free for the next year. If you don't win, you'll still get 24 ounces of bacon free with every order. Free shipping guaranteed. 100% American meat delivered to your door. Right now, you get an additional $20, $20 off with the promo code GLEN on your first order. Chance to win $2,000 of meat, free bacon, and $20 off. All you have to do is go to GoodRanchers.com. Sign up, fill out your bracket, subscribe, claim the free bacon, use Glenn for the $20 off the best meat and seafood in America. It's GoodRanchers.com slash March. GoodRanchers.com slash March. has been a an accident that i have i mean i've never heard anything like this Uh, with all the stuff going on uh there's an accident here in texas that is mind-boggling and we'll share that with you oh and ron DeSantis this hour in 60 seconds we begin if you have a dog and you know, it just isn't just a dog. He's part of your family. You're a good pet owner. You care about his health and happiness. And that starts at the basic level. What kind of nutrition is he getting? You know, dry kibble food is basically dead food. It can sh- uh, sit on a shelf uh, for two years and nothing's going to happen to it. It's supposed to, uh, that's by law. It has to be good after two years of sitting in a bag. Oh, that's some yummy stuff there that's got a lot of good stuff in it, right? Uh, You need all the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, all the stuff that's healthy for your dog, and you'll find it with Rough Greens. Rough Greens is not a dog food. You put it on the dog's food and just watch the difference in your dog. They want to make sure that your dog likes it as much as Uno does. They're going to send you a first trial bag absolutely free uh, just to see if your dog eats it. If your dog eats it, then you get the next bag. And you watch over the coming months, your dog, at least mine has, Stu's has, completely changes, becomes younger almost. Get the first bag free. All you pay for is shipping roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, Glenn 33. Now, roughgreens.com slash Beck. We have Brian uh, Slayton on. Uh, he is a uh, representative here from the great state of Texas, uh, and he uh, informed uh, everybody, including the federal government, of some accident that happened here in Texas. And I just wanted him to, you know, tell you himself because it is—I've never heard of anything like this. 
and it's tragic, very tragic. Brian, welcome. Hello, Glenn. Thank you for having me and let me uh, tell you and your audience about this. So, uh, you know, as uh, President Biden and the ATF and others have uh, talked about gun control, you know, gun bans, yeah. uh, making access- certain accessories illegal. Um, uh, as I talk to people in my district, in my own personal beliefs, I was uh, pretty troubled by that. And as we were discussing that, more and more people began to tell me uh, that they had just, you know, lost all their firearms, ammunition, and accessories in a boating accident. Oh, my gosh. And so, so I decided to inform them that there was a series of alleged boating accidents and mm-hmm. Hunt Hopkins and Van Zandt counties and possibly some others might be your county. I'm not my sure. Count, uh, well, I don't know about others in my county, but I, I know I had a horrible boating accident. I had, yeah. man, I had a collection of guns and ammunition and it all went down. And I don't remember what lake I was in or what county I was in, but. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's bad. not important. The important thing is that you were affected by it. And the next thing is that the federal government you know, if they decide to do any gun buyback, confiscation, or anything like that, there's no need to do it in these counties uh, because right. we don't have any for them to keep up with. So, right. or okay. so, um, so that's where we're at. If this is how they're going to treat the Second Amendment, this yeah. is how I will treat their yeah. um, thoughts. Yeah. Now you, <laughs> now, did you actually <laughs> file something with the government? Did you? Just, is this just? Is this just a reporting from a good citizen there on, on boating accidents? No, this is House Concurrent Resolution Number Fifty Four. If this passes the House and Senate, it will be printed on official state parchment paper and sent to the President, the a Speaker of the House, oh and gosh. the Vice President, President of the Senate. I love uh, you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I, I I come from the school of thought that. Uh, how you interpret the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Right. That's where I come from, and it's pretty simple. And as they're doing this, we we have options. We can complain. We can write letters. We can even get upset and angry. But, you know, they, they, they have so much, uh, I would say, disrespect towards the Constitution and Bill of Rights that I feel like they deserve some of this. And who knows, with the president's current mental state he may believe it in this right. emergency relief money i mean oh my it's a win-win <laughs> oh my gosh wait a minute hang on just a second what do you mean he may believe it i, I mean i did right. lose mine in a boating accident right. are you saying there's a chance right. these boating accidents didn't happen oh i mean I, we got a great chance here glenn right. we really do okay all right because i've been so traumatized <laughs> by that i haven't been on a boat ever since has there been an investigation as to why so many people are <laughs> taking their firearms onto boats police are busy you know that is a great question but no one really goes any further uh i, I don't know if i should say it but it's kind of like if someone tells you that they have explosive diarrhea you do not follow it up with more questions right. you know so right. when okay. someone tells you <laughs> i've lost all my weapons but you just kind of stop and you're just like, man, I'm wow. sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. The tragedy yeah. takes over there. <laughs> it does. Human I'm empathy. still, I mean, I'm experiencing a little PTSD just from this, this, <laughs> oh, this no. conversation really? right now. Yeah. I mean, I lost them all, Stu. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't want to get all weepy over it, but I was you thinking know, about suing you know, somebody. I just don't know who to sue. <laughs> You know, you know I mean? Glenn, you know, the best way to get over the you know, morning of losing a gun is to probably just go buy another one. 
that you also lose in another boating accident. <laughs> well, that's weird because that's exactly what happened. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean... Again? Yeah, again. Well, why did you bring them on the boat the second time, though? That doesn't make because any sense. Because, I, I mean, what are the odds they all go down with a boat? Right. You know what you I just, mean? You figured you were due figure to be able to not have an no accident. There's no way it's going to happen two times. That's Lightning doesn't strike don't twice. Don't go buy a lottery ticket. Don't yeah. go buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not. <laughs> and if I, if I do win that lottery ticket, though, I'll probably buy more guns. But I will <laughs> hesitate to get onto a boat. With all those guns. That's smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will hesitate. Uh, Unless you get attacked on a boat, then you're going to wish you had your weapons. Brian, so maybe you should bring them, when you just pro- to be safe. When you propose this, what are the odds of this thing passing? Well, um, the Speaker of the Texas House made a Democrat chairman of the Resolutions Committee. So we got our work cut out for us. Oh, jeez. Why? Why would they do that? Why would the Republicans in Texas give committee chairs... To the Democrats, why? Uh, you know, it's a great question. Um, I think it just shows how much control the Democrats still have over this body. Oh, yeah. Even after 20 years, um, I, I think they have a lot of control in picking who our speaker is. And I, you know, I help lead this charge, and it's still, no matter what we do, it's a problem. It comes back. And, um, and, Anyway, but that, will you do I me a favor? Just tell the just tell the speaker of the house he should never go boating with me. Because okay. I'll tell it. Okay, just it could be All bad. Right. Could be bad. All right, Brian. Thank you so much. Thanks for bringing attention right, to this. Ever. Yeah, tragedy. Yeah, tragedy. Hey, I'm here for you guys. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I appreciate it, Brian. Brian Slate, <laughs> Slate, and the Texas state representative. We, I love that. Yeah, we need more funny representatives. <laughs> Funny. Like, this is no, no. I mean, not tragic. him. I, I was saying he's so serious so with this tragedy that we need tragedy some more. Would be good humor. to have somebody some humor that had some laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's. I mean, I hate to start the show off with such a downer. It really um, is. I mean, we have all these boats. We have Rhonda's at some point. Like, there's not going to be any. It, the water's just going to start overflowing. Could that could be the cause of some of the flooding around the country? There's so oh many boats stacked up. Maybe guns stacked up at the bottom of lakes. Maybe that's why the sea wa- sea waters are rising. Oh my god! You're putting all those yeah. guns down the bottom of lakes, oceans, yeah, wherever. It's not global warming. It's, it's not, just a it's bunch just of a bunch of accidents. guns. Wow, I never thought of Gosh, that. Stu. All these problems are tied together. They, they really are. Yeah, they really are. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we have Ron DeSantis coming up in in just a minute. But uh, let me see if I can uh, let me see if I can uh, give anything to. Oh, uh, Paul Ryan uh, has thrown Tucker Carlson under the uh, under the rug. Um, he said um, he said that he would. Um, he would, he would, he would, he would, he would do everything he can. He said, I, I think it's very important uh, to have an institution like Fox. I, I do disagree with Tucker on, on stuff. Of course, I absolutely disagree with him, you know, different kinds of conservatives. I, I, I don't agree with that part, uh, you know, uh, and he's being pushed to do something about, you know, Tucker Carlson and well, not really um, throwing him under the bus saying that they disagree. Right? Is it? No, I mean, no, no. But I mean, if Paul Ryan could get rid of Tucker Carlson, I'd have no reason to watch Fox. 
uh, you know, and if that's what they're... Well, I mean, there's some good people, of course, on Fox, but, you know, the, uh, you know, he, Paul Ryan, it seems disconnected here. If you don't know, Paul Ryan is on the board of directors of Fox yeah, News. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, or Fox, is it Fox Corporation? Yeah, Fox Corporation Board of Directors. Yeah. Uh, so, it does have some influence there, which is why I guess he's being pressed on, on these things. Yeah, well, he says, you know, um, you know, he's just very concerned about voices that are being heard on Fox News that are giving voice to what he would call improper conservatism. Uh, and he just wants to make sure that it's a long process and that's an important institution, but he just wants to make sure that we get the conservative movement in a good place in America again. And so he's just, uh, you know, just wants to make sure that some of those crazy conservatives are, are, are <laughs> not there at Fox. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like the, uh, Really, the current or former version of conservatism uh, is has been working all that well. Yeah, you know, I think uh, well, you know, there may be some remixing needed. Well, I will tell you, it's not like it's not it's not working as well as the president is. I mean, the president mm. is. Uh, yesterday, he was out. Uh, let's go to the uh, Pat Sot. Um, yesterday, he was out talking about hospitals and okay. you got to hear what he said about hospitals. I'd say that's uh, an important issue. Yeah. I'd like to hear what the president has to think about that important issue. Studies show okay. further that the more the more likely you are to pass or have serious injury, the further you are from access to a hospital. What? Uh-huh. Wait, what? Okay, what? What are you talking about? The further... Wait, what? The wait, per, wait. Go ahead, play it again. Studies show, studies show further... Further, that the more the more likely you are the more to pass or have serious pass. injury, the further you are from access to a hospital. Okay, so if you're not, you know, close to a hospital, studies show you could die from your injuries. Wait, but it, it was almost he said that almost in reverse. Yes, or, or yes, is it just? Did. No, I, it's just he's just, he has no idea what he's talking about. That's okay. why he's reading that's, that's and he doesn't problem. know what it is and he's sounding out words. Uh, but uh, you know, that's something I never thought of. If you yeah. don't live by a hospital and you have a serious illness, I'm glad studies w were paid for so we could know if you're a long way away from a hospital, you might not survive. Yeah, I believe uh, it was uh, in Turkmenistan. Yeah. Uh, they decided to close all the hospitals outside of the capital. Just thinking like, hey, do we really need them outside of the capital right. city? Did you know? it work out well? And it, I'm sure it did. Uh, there, uh, was a, there was a bit of an issue. Like if you got hurt in a rural area, uh -huh. you know, you had hundreds and hundreds of miles to go to get any medical attention. Yeah. That was a bit of a concern. But, you know, no bigger than the boating accident problem we're having exactly here. Right. We can't judge exactly that. Exactly right. Now, listen. I think one of my favorite things is when the president goes off script and he just starts talking about when he was a younger man, you know? Oh, yeah. I, that, I will he, say this is one of my favorite this things. Is, this, is, this is where we got yes. corn pop from. Yes. It's where we yes. got the little um, African-American children who would yeah. rub the rub his leg legs. hair mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, under the mm -hmm. pool. Uh, yeah. They would dip under the pool to rub his leg hair. <laughs> right. Not something yeah. that someone accused him of, something he just said in a speech. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but this one is really good. Uh, this one, he's uh, talking about Pearl Nelson. Oh, okay. Who, you know. Pearl Nelson. Well, you have to have been born in the 1800s to have had somebody uh, named Pearl in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Pearl was a nurse mm -hmm. uh, that helped nurse him back to health. And I want him to tell the story. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. 
in the military. She'd come in and do things that I don't She's think you learn in medical way. school, nursing school. Hmm. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. Uh-huh. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. Uh-huh. She went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't know the one I had the one comfortable. What? But I'm not joking. But he's not joking. Did it, so I, mean, so I, was, I was in uproarious laughter after that yeah, story. What do you right. mean he wasn't joking? Right. That was an actual <laughs> that was, serious no, story. No, his serious story. He had a nurse named Pearl who did things to him when he was in the hospital. That they did not that teach. They, that's, it's like from a romance novel that uh, they did not teach in nursing school. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. actually from more from like a porno, <laughs> I yes. think. Oh, well, that's what romance uh, novels are. Right, okay, yeah. well, it's a little classier. I don't think the Bidens are involved in classy romantic encounters. Now, what would give just, you that idea I outside just, of the I laptop? It's just a feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, so Pearl would do things to him that she didn't learn in nursing school. Now that sounds like, like a crime. I mean, like, it, does, it sounds like a criminal thing has occurred. Saying, uh, and uh, she would lean down over him and then whisper and then breathe on him so we had a human connection. Now, Stu. Was he the victim of a felony? Is that what Stu, he just admitted? I, I, Stu, I, I want you to know. Please don't hold this against me because I I've okay. tried to be a good friend. Yeah. No, you have. right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But we've never come to the point in our relationship. And I think this would be really important. Sure. To breathe on each other. <laughs> so we had that human connection. I mean, you just don't. I don't know why I haven't breathed all over it. Leaned in close yeah, to you. I feel and like breathed yeah. on you. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's not going to happen. But. <laughs> For the for the purposes of this right. particular segment, right. I'll say that I do miss that yeah. that that human connection. That human connection. Almost everyone I know, right? You know, in fact, I, I, I discourage it. Yeah. I feel like most people, I discourage the breathing on me. Yeah, I have even you know times you know uh, with my wife who I've breathed on, and at times she's like. Okay, stop breathing all over. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But she at least so, knows you're but alive. We're connecting yeah. Yeah. as humans. That's now, one of the things that people don't think about. We've lost because of social media mm. breathing on each other. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, now there are times when the president is making a speech that I I think should someone hold a mirror up in front of his mouth to see right. if he's breathing. Right. I don't know if that's the same no, thing. No, I don't think so. Okay. That's a vampire thing. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't. But uh, then she brought a pillow for him from her home. That's nice. I wonder if it was, you know, scented with some of her perfume. Mm, Mm. That's a very weird story. Yeah. Now, I I have to ask. He's got a lot of weird stories. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Watching this clip, he's appearing to be talking to someone to his right. Yes. Is that true? Or did he just turn to the right in the middle of the speech (laughs) and just start talking? He'll never turn right. Oh, we're here all week. Try the veal. Here's uh, our sponsor this half hour. It's real estate agents I trust. Um, uh, Don't you sometimes just long for the days when doing something meant doing it right for the first time? Ah, Remember when we used to have pride? Pride in America. Pride in a job well done. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Well, it does, but you really have to search them out. I'm 
I'm looking for people that have pride in their work. And actually, we're we're doing that with realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company. And we are actually looking for those people who are trying to do it right the first time. And it's not their first time of trying it. They've been doing it for a long time. And they know the best practices. And they have a good track record. And that's why we will recommend them to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere in the country, across the street or across the country, you just let us know when and where. Usually within about five minutes, somebody will get back to you right away and say, this is the person in the area that can help you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The human connection. You see that? The entire audience just felt yeah, that. And right. they feel just a little bit warmer on they their shoulder. They do. They do. Get off me. <laughs> Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 second station ID. Hey, you know, China has uh, just uh, released on TikTok, you know, this new app where they filter your face. Mm. And the girls are it's going to be it's going to be so healthy for girls um, and really all of us, uh, because it filters your face and makes you look like a model. And let me just say, some of the people that have been uh, doing TikTok rants about it are a little afraid because they're like, OK, look how I look. See, see me. I look like a model. And then they turn the filter off and they're like, I'm hideously ugly. And they are. But anyway, don't worry about the effects of that on society. China is uh, stepping up the management of short videos as part of efforts to prevent children from becoming addicted to the uh, videos. They're going to create a clean space for short videos to improve the level of protection of minors and play a subtle and positive role in cultivating sentiment, enlightening minds and leading trends. Now, they're, I mean, they're not doing that here. They're changing the algorithm to make us all dummies and addicted. But in China, they say that's really dangerous. So we're going to weed some of that stuff out. We need to change our TikTok algorithms. Make sure none of that stuff that we're pumping into America actually affects our kids. So some good news there. If you're Chinese and communist and, and, and you live over there currently. Which I don't think anybody listening does. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, don't you wish fixing your car could be simple? Like it was back in the old days. You can just go out and need a new filter and you'd get one. Now it's um, kind of like, you know, when you watched Apollo 13, you're like, do we have a vacuum hose that I could cut up and fashion? <laughs> I mean, uh, there's stuff that you just can't do yourself now. This is why I have a protection plan with CarShield. Something's going to break. Something's going to happen. And if you don't have a warranty left on your car, uh, the expensive stuff can just screw you. I mean, I'm sorry. Don't mean to be rude. Well, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't want you screwed by somebody when they come in. They say, we have to. Uh, the Chinese are making us pay all this for a chip. I don't want you screwed by the Chinese. I want you to get CarShield right now. 
Always be prepared for the unexpected. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Carshield.com slash Beck. That's carshield.com slash Beck. If you, too, are recovering from a boating accident, you should subscribe to Blaze right? TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. It's Promo code is so Glenn. soothing. It's so it helps me. Right. Yeah. It does. This weekend, I'm going to see uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. He's going to be at our studios. We're taping a podcast uh, that will uh, air March 13th. Uh, and I, I hope to have uh, my uh, wristband, uh, WWRD. Uh, what, uh, what would Ron DeSantis do? Because um, I... Hmm? It's a little disturbing. Yeah, well, I mean... We shouldn't elevate our politicians to that particular level. No, I'm not level. elevating them to that. I, my bar right. is pretty darn... Yeah, well, no, it's true. I just want to send them to all 50 governors. Because mm. uh, I think the Florida blueprint, I don't know why it's not being copied everywhere, especially with the success and track record uh, that he has. He has a new book out. Uh, it is called The Courage to be Free. And Governor Ron DeSantis is with us now. Hello, uh, Governor, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good. How's your wife and children? Excellent. Good. Thanks for asking. Good. Um, all right. I I, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about your book, which is is not really kind of angst driven. There's there's it's not uh, personal r- reflections on you know your childhood and oh my gosh I had this. This is really just about the blueprint and how you did the things that you did, correct? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, Glenn, we, I came into office in 2018 having won by 32,000 votes, half a percentage point, and people told me, hey, you're in the typical, the perennial swing state, you barely got in, you, you don't make waves, uh, trim your sails a little bit, you mm. just had such a close election, and, and I rejected that advice, and my view was, I may have gotten 50% of the vote, but I earned 100% of the executive power, and I am going to use that to advance an agenda that's in the best interest of the state of Florida. And I talk about how I, how I did it in different ways, but, but the end result was four years later, uh, I won re-election right. by 1.5 million votes, uh, and we've now turned Florida into really the leading red state oh. in America, and people don't talk about Florida as a swing state. So the lesson, I think, for, for other, other governors, other states, you know, boldness is your friend. If you lead and you're doing what the people want you to do, it doesn't matter what the media says about you. It doesn't matter what the left says about you. People see the results and they respond. And it wasn't just Republicans that voted for us in 2022. Uh, we had independent Democrats uh, and, and built a huge coalition. I think that's replicable in these other states. Well, I personally just I do have to I have one complaint with you, and that is you've wrecked the home prices uh, in Florida for everybody <laughs> who's outside trying to buy one. So um, anyway, uh, the uh, w- when you say, you know, I have institutional power i have power of uh of the ceo if you will of the state but the thing i like about you and i'd like you to talk about it i know you talk about it in the book you're not being a dictator you're getting these things passed so you're changing laws how did you get the uh 
the House and the Senate to work with you instead of just being a cowboy, just blazing a trail and no followers? Well, I, I point out that, you know, I, I get into office. I'm the youngest governor in the country, 40 years old. And, you know, I, I had military background, but I was a junior officer. It's not like I commanded a, a lot of a lot of sailors. Um, but I learned from that structure. You know, I was never like a business executive. But I think what I brought to the table was I had an understanding of the pressure points in a constitutional system. It's just things that I had studied, I had written about, and of course I had been in the legislative branch at the federal level. Uh, so I knew there were certain things I could do myself. I knew there were certain things that I may need legislative concurrence for, but they likely would have to give it based on what I was doing. And then there were things I'd have to get the legislature uh, to really come on my team for. Also, how do you res- uh, relate to local government? One of the first things I did in Florida when I became governor, uh, changed the election supervisors in South Florida, got rid of the sheriff of Broward County who who bungled the Parkland. And then later mm-hmm. I fired a uh, George Soros back a pr- prosecutor in Tampa. And so you have a sense of kind of where you can go. So there are things you can do to leverage your institutional power that make it easier to be able to work with the legislature. Just for example, we in Florida have a line item veto. President of the United States does not have that. When it's we're, we're in a legislative session, these guys may have some projects they want in the budget. Well, look, I mean, you know, I have discretion about whether I approve them or veto them. And you're much more likely to get your projects approved uh, if you've been on the team and you're helping us uh, fulfill our agenda. So that's just one example where you have some ability to shape the battlefield in your favor. Yeah. Your book is called The Courage to be Free. And I remember when you started walking out on COVID, that had to be terrifying and had to, everybody had to be around you going, don't do it. You don't know how this is going to work out. But you did it. Where does the courage come from? And how can others learn to have that kind of courage? Well, in a situation like COVID, I mean, it was mass hysteria, uh, but I said, look, I am the decider. Uh, they elected me. They didn't, they didn't elect some health bureaucrat to run the state of Florida. I've got to make these decisions, and I had to familiarize myself with the data, and, I had to, and, and it was clear to me pretty early on that, you know what? This Fauciism is not right. It's not working. It's destructive, and there's a better path. And I did not know how it was going to work out for me politically, Glenn. In fact, a lot of my supporters were very concerned. I would get phone calls about, you know, why aren't you imposing masks or why aren't why are you letting people, you know, go to theme parks or all this other stuff? Uh, But I just told myself, look, my job is to protect the jobs of the people that elected me, not to look after my own. And if it doesn't work out for me, so be it. But I will be able to look in that mirror and say, you know what? Uh, when, when it was hot in the kitchen, you know, I stood in there and I did what was right for the people of Florida. Now it turned out that people respected that I stood up for them because they didn't have a voice really anywhere else. And they ended up rewarding me, but certainly in those early weeks and months, um, you know, I was getting filleted more than any governor in the country. I had, I was very popular going into COVID. I mean, I don't do polls, but I, but everyone said my, my popularity plummeted. Um, and that's just the way it is. But, you know, the, the, when you're in these things, the daily kind of back and forth, there are ups, there are downs. But the question is, where is true north and are you going to be able to get to true north? And so, I had to just block all that out and do what I thought was right. What is your true north? 
Well, well, I think in this case, the true north was I could not allow our society in Florida to collapse under the weight of Fauciism. I mean, we have a tourism based economy. We had so many people who depended on this state being vibrant. I also had a lot of elderly people that we were really concerned about, and we did a lot to target whatever support they needed, such as treatments and the like, uh, to do that. Uh, But we had to keep things going. I understood that um, instinctively, and we had to navigate very treacherous waters uh, to be able to get that done. Now, beyond that, I mean, what is true north? I mean, when I talk about the courage to be free, what I'm what I'm recognizing is our the threats to our freedom are not just from bad government policy. Yes, at the state level, we are doing good policy. We're protecting your freedom from the government of Florida, and that's important. We're fighting back against Biden, and we're dealing with local governments when they get out of control. Very important. But there's a lot of power being exercised in an ideological way mm-hmm. by corporate America, by big tech, by all these other institutions. And so when you recognize that and you stand up to fight against it, they are not going down without a fight. They come at you. Uh, uh, leadership is not cost free. So you just have to understand that when you're going in, that these are not easy fights, uh, that you are going to face blowback. You're going to face smears. But if you stand in there uh, and you don't give an inch and you just keep speaking the truth, people will respond and they will have your back. And that's what happened in the state of Florida. You know, the media could say by the time I, I came up for reelection, the media could say whatever they wanted about me. And our supporters did not believe a word of it. Right. They had my back and they made sure that we won a historic victory. Let me ask you, you know, you in politics, people care uh, much less about the individual than they do the giant corporations because it's easier to raise money uh, and you need those guys on on board. You have taken all of the sacred cows and gone after them. And you have also just you have the best legislation. I wish I wish every state in the union would pass your legislation on ESG. It is the best. And uh, you've taken this on. You've taken Disney on. Where do you get your support just from the people or do you have uh, institutional support? Are there people inside these institutions that are saying, oh, thank God? (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, I think that when when we're talking about things like ESG, we are also in this legislative session, we're going to eliminate the DEI bureaucracies and all of our state universities. And there's a lot of Democrats, Glenn, they can't say it, but they don't like some of this stuff that's coming down the pipe. They don't want their kid to have to uh, potentially suffer negative consequences Correct. based on the color of their skin. So, so there, is some, there is some quiet support. But, you know, what I found in terms of like standing up to, to the big interest is at the end of because some politicians are like, oh, man, I need to raise money from them. I need this. They're going to come after me. All Correct. This stuff. At the end of the day, doing the good policy, exercising the leadership to deliver the results, that is more important than any campaign of financial support or any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes these, these elected officials, they think like, OK, I get in office and I need to raise money. So I stay in office. You don't need to do that if you're doing a good job. Then when the money comes in against you, it doesn't work because people see the results. And oh, by the way, even though I came into office uh, standing up against Big Sugar, which is a massively powerful uh, uh, interest in Florida, we fought Disney, we fought the pharmaceuticals, we fought across the board. 
I still raise more money than any governor candidate in the history of Florida. Part of it, we have a lot of grassroots. Part of it, we had a lot of wealth moving into Florida who basically said, I need DeSantis to be governor because if I just left New York or Illinois, I don't want to see Florida turn into that. So there was a reason why they did it. But then, Glenn, what happened is I flipped it around. We run the show. We run the agenda. Some of these these businesses and stuff, they just want to they want to help me out because, you know, they don't want to be the next Disney. And so I think we've got it going in a good direction. That's the way it should be. Don't be subservient to the Chamber of Commerce. They should be coming to you, asking you how they can help you, not the other way around. Um, I'm not saying that you're running for president, but I'm not not saying that either. Um, If someone like you were to run for president, could this be done on a national level? So I think all the ideas uh, that, that we talk about in the book and the successes we have, I do think there's a majority of the American people uh, that would support it. I mean, you think about it, Florida has been a microcosm of the country for a long time. You know, we're winning places like Miami, Dade County, right, by digits. you know, that's going to bode well for, for other parts uh, of the country. Now, if you talk about it at the federal level, there are certain things that may be easier actually to do, because I think that with the vast administrative state, if you have a determined executive uh, who knows how to use those levers of power, uh, I think you could do a complete upheaval of the deep state. I think there's a lot of things you could do from executive and administratively that will really get our country on a good footing. Now, dealing with the Congress is a little bit different than dealing with a state legislature. I mean, most of the citizens in Florida don't know their legislatures that much. They know me. So what they want, the Republican voters, like, you better be supporting the governor. You know, as you get into Washington, some of these guys, you know, have their own brands and all that. And I'm not saying it can't be done. But you got to go into that with a, with the right frame of mind into, OK, you know, how do you corral these guys to be able to land uh, really important legislative? But you got to do both. You can't just be successful on executive action and ignore the legislative. And if you're successful on legislative, you can't be somebody that's not willing uh, to really go in and, and upend this entrenched uh, highly politicized bureaucracy that's developed. Governor Ron DeSantis, the name of the book, it came out yesterday already, number one, The Courage to be Free, authored, and this is very rare, authored by him. Every word, authored by him. Uh, and uh, we will see you Saturday, sir. I have a lot more to, a lot more to talk to you about, uh, and we'll do that podcast on Saturday. We'll see you then. Okay, Godspeed. Thank, Thank you. God you. Bless. Courage to be free. By the way, the podcast comes out the, I guess, the week of March, March 13th. 13, yeah. Um, all right. Let me tell you about uh, my Patriot Supply. Uh, when, I, when you think of food becoming too expensive, I, I don't mean too expensive in the irritating sense. What if you literally cannot afford enough food? Inflation is staggering now. The value of the dollar is going down steadily. When will it be finally worth less and less and less and then eventually worthless? And what are you going to do? Please prepare for any kind of eventuality. The three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply is a great dent in that. You're also going to get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. You never know if you're going to need something because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. You need to be prepared in every way you can for you and your family. MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your $200 bonus gift 
that'll come free with each three-month emergency food kit that you order. By the way, everybody in your family needs to be prepared. Hurry, the offer is only good while supplies last. Take this off your list and sleep better knowing that your family is at least prepared. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Free shipping. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Wednesday night special tonight is a uh, no straw man argument show. I have brought the person who is leading the way to say stop all funding for the Iraq. I mean, sorry, the Ukraine war. And I have General Boykin, who I greatly respect, who I disagree with on this topic currently, um, who's going to make the case. No, we've got to continue funding all of this in in uh, Ukraine. Um, I want to hear the strongest arguments on both sides. I will show you where I am at the beginning. Then I'm going to do a pro and con list with these guys and see if it changes. Tonight, 9 p.m. Also, only on The Blaze, if you're a subscriber, I'm holding an off-the-record private Q&A exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers. It's happening at 4 p.m. Eastern Time today. Any topic is open I take your questions one-on-one today, 4 p.m. Eastern, only on Blaze TV. Become a subscriber now. Join us and save. Use the promo code Glenn at blazetv.com slash Glenn. I'll talk to you at 4 this afternoon, Eastern, off the record. Every moment matters when you're in an emergency situation. One minute, you're driving along with your loved ones in the car, and the next, you've been in an accident, and somebody is bleeding, and bleeding a lot. What do you do? This is the question uh, the people over at MyMedic know all too well. The company was founded after a family member died in a car crash because none of the bystanders had a first aid kit or even basic first aid uh, training. I don't know how to stop somebody bleeding, But you know what? I have my medic and I have something that you just open up and you pour into the wound and it congeals the blood in the it stops the bleeding. It's really amazing. You can now save 20 percent on one of their life saving first aid kits today. Mymedic.com slash Beck. Mymedic.com slash Beck. Training is vital and especially vital in first aid situations. And you just don't know what you're going to run into. This is so easy to be prepared for anything that could happen to you, your family, or somebody just you're driving behind and they're in an accident. MyMedic.com slash Beck. MyMedic.com slash Beck. This is not your usual first aid kit.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know what the the number one fear of Americans is right now? Can't afford groceries. You would lose your job. What is it? You're going to be blown away. And it ain't climate change. In 60 seconds. Day after day, there are young, scared women in this country. Women who are pregnant and feel they don't have any options. Sadly, so many of them, they they just don't know what to do. And if you go into a Planned Parenthood uh, clinic, they'll tell you what you need to do. And that is abort the child. The forces of darkness in this country have taken such deep root that these young women are being pressured by clinics to kill their unborn child. Things are, this is a blood cult. It really is. This is Moloch worship. And we have got to stop it in any way we can. And the best way to stop it is through um, logic and compassion. And that's where preborn comes in. They actually care about not just the baby, the women as well. I've been to these clinics. They are amazing. And they take care of the women and the baby long after the baby is born. And I don't mean just a checkup. I mean clothes and books and counseling. It's amazing what these clinics do. Preborn has a mission where they are going in and they are providing the ultrasounds for those women who come in and say, I'm thinking about having an abortion. Well, let's get an ultrasound. And that ultrasound does more than anything else. Picture is worth a thousand words when they see their baby. They are more likely to choose life. Will you save some babies and some women from the hell? Please join me. Join my wife as we support preborn. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. We have a goal of 80,000 babies saved in 2023 from this audience. We can hit it with your help. Preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. It's great people doing great things. Really great things. Yeah. And I, I, just, I, I have to say this. Um, I prayed today before I went on that I would know the words that I should say and not say and that I would have the courage to say them. Uh, And I am struck at this point to say this to you. We do not save our country or our children if we do not turn back to the truth of God. If we don't ask for repentance and reestablish truth in our own lives, turn back to him, we don't survive. We not only have to ask for forgiveness, we, I think we have to back it up. I think we have to become, I think we have to become the angels that we always expect to see. We have to fight on his side. And there is nothing that will bring more protection than a group of people that are trying to save his children in their most vulnerable state. Uh, There's a great power that can be unleashed. Please 
turn back to God. Put him back in your life and in your family's life. Ask for repentance. Please, Lord, sorry. Please forgive us for what we've done. And then start fighting the good fight. Be an angel. And we will win. We will win. All right. Um, let me give you a couple of stories here that uh, I think are say everything that you need to say. Um, there is a new poll out. Uh, the State Policy Network Survey. And they are asking, in this national poll, what are you concerned about? And they found that um, 68% of the people are concerned about, you know, being able to afford their food. Um, they are concerned about inflation. An inflation. They are concerned about rising energy prices and job loss. However, the researchers found that 71% say they worry about international conflicts escalating into a nuclear war. 70% are worried that there will be food shortages. Um, 88% of respondents say they're concerned about energy shortages. 79% say they worry about the collapse of the U.S. government. We are more concerned today about what shoe is going to drop next. This is the reason America has always been successful. The people have been good. As a nation, we're not making good choices. Uh, so that's faltering. We have always been blessed because we have an endless supply of cheap energy. That's going away. Um, we've had people who wanted to work and innovate. Where is that attitude? So we are now worried about the things that are causing our instability, but we're doing a lot of the instability making, you know, if your kids aren't out working, if if you're not uh, holding down that moral fort in your own life and in your own family, your kids are going to get lost to riots in the streets and everything else. And the collapse of the U.S. government happens. And that's the final straw. People put money into America over most places in the world because we're stable, but we're unstable now. Now, I want you to listen, because there is a there is somebody that commented uh, on this who is with the New State Policy Network um, and um, and uh, he is with the uh, Morning Consult. And he said, if fear comes from political issue like climate change, you can see these symptoms come out in how people talk about the issues or debate it. Often debates that are just shouting matches are people trying to find a way to release the anxiety they feel. Mental health issues are another consequence of long term fear. Given the rise in mental health conditions and the way we engage in political discussions in the U.S., it might be fair to say we aren't dealing with our fears particularly well. And listen to this. 
and need to find ways to cut off sources that feed them for political gain or profit. What what does that mean exactly? What do you, huh? Now, I don't know exactly what he meant by that, but my mind goes immediately to, we got to censor people. That is the worst thing we can do. The reason why we have conspiracy theories is one, nobody's being held accountable. Two, everybody seems to be dirty because they're not transparent. Three, when question or answers to questions don't make sense and no one will show you any kind of uh, transparency, you know, hey, I learned this, you know, in second grade math. Show your work when they won't show their work and you don't have trust and their answers don't make sense. I'm sorry. There's got to be another answer. And when you ask, is there another reason this is going on? They silence you. It's the worst thing that can happen if you want an open society to quote George Soros. So protecting speech from government interference act. This is something the uh, Republicans in the House Oversight Committee have uh, tried to pass. They're trying to pass it now. And it prohibits political activity by federal employees to prohibit the use of official authority to influence or coerce any interactive computer service or to remove or suppress lawful speech. Well, the Democrats are very upset about this. Uh, They say this is the Putin Protection Act. Um, I'm so sick of hearing this. Uh, This will just empower election deniers, COVID deniers, and white supremacists. Shut up. Shut up. We seem to have done fine since Woodrow Wilson. We had a little blip in the 50s where we were putting people like Dalton Trumbo in jail for what he believed. But other than that, we've been pretty good with freedom of speech. Let me give you let me give you some examples. Nike has the unmitigated gall to send a letter to the Portland mayor, Ted Wheeler, and city officials asking for more police at their MLK community Nike store. Now, this thing has been closed for months. Why? Because you don't arrest anybody who's stealing. So people come in and your private security cannot touch or stop anyone. You can only report it to the police. But the police aren't showing up. So they've gone and said, hey, we are so with BLM and all the things that have destroyed law and order in this country. We are so with you. We're going to continue to fund that. But could we fund some police, too? Oh, good. Some private Nike police. Wouldn't that be great? So they want to directly fund full time police officers. Well, the city's saying, no, you can't do that because why? We have a shortage of police officers. We're already paying them overtime just to do regular stuff. We don't have enough to then put them at the Nike store. And Nike is saying, well, I can't open a store in your. I mean, we've already been closed for two years. We want to come back, Portland, but it's too dangerous for our employees. And we're hemorrhaging product. 
Now, let me ask you. What's the problem there? What's the cause of that problem? The cause of that problem is all of the ridiculous bullcrap about the police being reimagined. About about defending the perpetrator. Well, I don't know. How did they grow up? What kind of hassles have they had in their life? Shut up. Breaking the law. Justice is blind. I don't care if you're a leper that's just been healed by Jesus and I should really like you. You broke the law. You're going to jail. No. We know that. We know that our police are not able to do their job because the left has turned America against the police. Did you know that 50% of murders in the U.S. are going unsolved now? 50%. If there's somebody you want to off, now would probably be a good time, at least even odds. Okay? 50%. Now, it's called homicide clearance rates when they clear a, a mur- murder, you know, the, the rate at which they're solving them. It dropped from 71% to an all-time low of 50%. Okay, this is according to the FBI. All right, so what's the problem with that? Well, they would like you to understand between 1990 and 1919, or sorry, 2019 and 2020, law enforcement solved 1,200 more homicides than the previous year. Wait a minute, I thought it just dropped. Well, I mean, they're solving more crimes, but homicides increased by 30%. So they're not, they, they're overwhelmed. And why are they, are they overwhelmed? Because there's not enough qualified police. Why is that? BLM and all that bullcrap that you knew was bullcrap. And so did your neighbor who's a Democrat and voted for Democrats, but wouldn't say it, couldn't say it, because they were all wrapped up in politics. So we have abandoned common sense. And now, murder rates up, and we got a even, even odds, 50-50 chance of getting caught if you kill somebody. Huh. Huh. By the way, national clearance rates for rape were 30%. So... You got a 70% chance of getting away with rape, assault, 47%, robbery, they catch you about 27% of the time, burglaries, theft, and arsons have the lowest clearance rate between 14 and 21. You go ahead, you keep your store open there in Portland. You can't do it. You can't do it. So... What is causing this? It is being caused by all of the lies that we have been told and we have told ourselves. Well, society can go on. I mean, yes, we shouldn't have allowed that, but we're reimagining things. No, you don't need to reimagine law and order. We've been working on the law and order thing for a long time. What works? Well, not gulags. Not, not police that'll just beat you on the street corner. We don't want any of that. We want equal justice. 
Now, we've not gotten there because there's always somebody that somebody has a problem with. Well, I don't like them because of their race. Okay, are we solving that? No, because what's happening is more people are being made racist just against a different race. I thought the objective here was to stop racism. That's not the objective. You know it and I know it. Because this anti-racist nonsense states that. But we don't talk about that. You can't or you'll be silenced. More in just a second. So how are you sleeping? Huh? After all that, how are you sleeping? If your wife has been sharpening knives and she's not too happy with you, if she heard today's show and she's like, 50% chance, that is worth it. <laughs> Don't take relief sleep, okay? Stay awake, sleep at work or something. But if you are desperate for a solution to your sleep, may I recommend relief sleep. This is coming from Relief Factor. It's amazing. And just like regular Relief Factor that you take for pain, Relief Factor sleep is 100% drug-free. I have... Uh, I have never taken a sleep product where you don't feel it the next day. I've had the what? What do you melatonin, right? That doesn't work for me. Um, you know, I take handfuls of it and it doesn't do anything for me. Relief sleep does. I know for from experience. Sarah's looking at me like you probably shouldn't take handfuls of it. I don't know. More is always better. I'll take two. Why not take four? Anyway. Uh, might be a reason why I'm an alcoholic. Let's not think too long on that. Your first bottle of Relief Sleep is $19.95. 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment. As you drift away at night, you wake up in the morning refreshed. You do not feel this in your system. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number 4, Relief. That's 800, the number 4, Relief. 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, let me play a uh, let me play a couple of things here. Uh, let's first uh, hit the. Um, let me go with the woman who has lost her children uh, to uh, fentanyl because of the border. But a hundred thousand die every year, and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. Stop. This is, this is a woman testifying yesterday in front of Congress. Two of her children were killed by fentanyl. Two. The, the problem with fentanyl is just the beginning. We are in a replay of the opioid wars that Britain did to China. They're doing it to us. And they're on our border shipping these things to the drug cartels. And it's coming in like never before. And our government and our press is telling us the border is secure. It's not secure. And you know it. Or our children would not be dying from fentanyl overdoses at the rate they are. 
The border is not secure. We know it. And I don't care who tells you, the GOP or the DNC, it is an out-and-out lie. I don't accept it. Children are dying. America is being destroyed from within. Our government is complicit in the trafficking of the drugs, but also the trafficking of humans. The trafficking, you know... We know Iran has sent terrorists that we have by chance caught that are on the FBI's most wanted list for terrorism. We haven't even begun to pay for the open border through terrorism, but mark my words, it's coming. We must stop accepting the lies and have the courage to say, it's just not true. I'm sorry, the emperor has no clothes. More in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. I am so happy to have the sponsors that I do and to be in a... You have put me in a position to where I can choose my sponsors. And I turn down much more than I accept. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is a extraordinary charity. They are the best of us. They have taken a terrible event of 9-11 where 3,000 people were died, died. And they have dedicated themselves for the last 20 plus years uh, to keep that story alive, but also help the war heroes, the people who have lost their lives, lost limbs, the police officers and the fire department that are critically injured or die, they take care of those families. But they also are teaching uh, our, our elementary school kids and our high school kids, and probably many more, what 9-11 really was. Discovering heroes. It is a great program. Please donate and help them do their job. $11 a month is what they're asking at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn, and you can subscribe now with the promo code Glenn. We better make up our minds on war um, pretty quickly. China is now considering arming Russia. Uh, did you know that Biden quadrupled U.S. troop presence in Taiwan? Quadrupled it? Also, Biden is in talks with Poland to increase our boots on the ground in Poland. Russia State, uh, State TV is declaring the United States has declared war on Russia. And all of the things I just said to you have happened in the last seven days. We are marching towards real trouble. When will they consult with us or Congress? When have you made up your mind and are you comfortable with the outcome that it might mean sending your kids overseas. Tonight is a, a, a time for choosing. Are we willing to risk an all-out war in Ukraine? I don't want the government to continue this escalation, but I do want to understand their side of it. Tonight on the Wednesday night special, I'm talking to 
real lions on both sides. I've invited uh, Jerry Boykin, gen- the what two-star general Jerry Boykin, um, uh, to join me. He is for the weapons and what we're doing in Iran or in uh, Ukraine. And um, I have Andy Biggs on, and he disagrees with even the funding of it. I want to hear those two separately. I want to talk to each of them. Get Jerry's, you know, pros and cons. And and get Biggs pros and cons and let you actually decide. Uh, hopefully, this debate will be strong enough that maybe I would even change my mind. I don't know. The debate, is it time to stop arming Ukraine I tonight? Think- 9 p.m. Blaze TV. Uh, use blazetv.com slash Glenn and promo code Glenn and you will save. Right after a brand new Stu Does America. Um, I think... It's interesting. I'm interested to hear Jerry Boykin's perspective on this because I think to summarize it as uh, does he agree with what the Biden administration is doing is probably completely unfair, right? Like no, he, but I think he believes that we need to show the, force here, and I don't know how far, but right. he's he is hawkish on this. Yeah, okay? he, he, he believes reasoned. the mission is important, and yes. there's stu- there's something to gain there for right. the, the the good of the United so States. So I want to know where that where does that line end with him, and where what are we doing wrong? Correct, right? Like correct. even if that mission is correct, what are we screwing up? By the way, the work that we're doing now at Blaze TV is so incredibly critical. Um, you know, we don't ever talk about this, but uh, far as uh, people touched, you know, people that are hearing, watching, listening, podcast, radio, television, internet, all of this stuff, I'm having the best year of my career. Um, and that is saying something, you know, when we left, oh, you'll never be. It's not the same. Fame has changed or, or exposure has changed where we're not seeing just these few people on TV. You have a whole host, but we have expanded our reach dramatically in the last about three years. And, I and our waistlines and our waistlines. Mm-hmm. And I cannot uh, thank you enough for helping us build this network. It is we are just starting to do uh, what I think the work that w- this network was born to do. Um, so join us, please. And by the way, there's all kinds of extra things that, you know, you get. And we're working hard on coming up with some new things. We just started one a couple of months ago called Off the Record. It is a private Q&A exclusively only for Blaze TV subscribers. And the reason why we do it only for Blaze TV subscribers is because I don't want I, I, I it's not for public consumption. It's for us. And I want you to feel comfortable asking any question and I want to feel comfortable answering any question. So whatever topic is on your mind, we'll address it today at 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be doing this for the Blaze TV subscribers. I hope that's you. If not, join us. Blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Uh, use the promo code Glenn and save. But uh, all of our hosts do this from time to time. Today is my turn to do it, and I hope to talk to you uh, today, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, only for Blaze TV subscribers. Okay, I I want to uh, I want to go back to what we were talking about. You know the 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 problems that you are worried about, according to this new survey, are enormous, and I think reasonable. 
We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. People can't live like that. It's very it's it's destructive to our health and our country. We can't live like this. So what is the cause of all of this? Well, I would say the cause of it is a lack of trust. Why? Because we have a lack of faith in the truth of God, the eternal truths. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Love your neighbor. All that stuff is out. And we are going, we are worshiping. We're literally, I believe, doing ancient Moloch rituals in our lives. Evil thinks it's winning. It's not going to, but it thinks it's winning. And it is causing chaos. Now, who are the agents of chaos? Well, I will tell you, the ones who are the agents of chaos are fighting to limit speech. That will only make things worse. Okay. So, some of the problems that we are facing. Let's start with medicine. Uh, You hear that uh, Amazon is now buying up a huge uh, medical company and Amazon will have control of your medical records. That doesn't seem like a good thing to me because they always seem to miss all of the bullets. But Amazon, its original investor, one of the original investors was the CIA. Okay. They also are the cloud for our Pentagon and everything else. Um, and where is, where are our doctors going? The American college of OBGYN is now banning pro-life doctors. So again, this is like banning your free speech. They don't want any diversity. They say this all about diversity, but not where it counts. Where it counts is what people think and who they are. That's real diversity. Skin color makes no difference. I don't I can't believe we're People who, you know, grew up with Martin Luther King, I have to explain this to you. It's the content of your character that matters. You care about skin color. You have become the racist. So now there. Imagine where this is going. Now, if you're pro-life, the uh, the college of OBGYN doesn't want you. What will that lead to when there's no one in that crew saying, wait a minute, can we can we step on the brakes here for a second? The FBI medicine FBI came out. This is Christopher Ray. When was the last time Christopher Ray just got up on a stand and just vomited information? Well, he did yesterday. He reiterated FBI's done a lot of stuff, and we think it's really the most likely that the Chinese lab leak was the one that caused that. Excuse me? Excuse me? People were canceled for that. People's lives, doctors, their entire careers destroyed. Because that is absolutely not true. And how dare you, you racist. How dare you? Let's just keep going back. How dare you for saying that because you're a racist? Oh, my gosh. How, how dare you say this about uh, abortion because it's racist? How dare you? How dare you say that uh, uh, the border is a mess, you racist? All of it tracks back to the same aid agents of chaos. 
All of it. When, when are we going to get this and all of us, Republican, Democrats, and independents say, to hell with politics. I don't care about politics. This is a universal lie. So the reason why he, they're now coming out and saying, yeah, Chinese lab leak, I think because they're playing a war game with China. If China wasn't thinking about arming Russia, they wouldn't be saying this. They'd still be saying, oh, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. They're not looking for the truth. Where is the truth with Fauci and the Wuhan lab? Where's EcoHealth and the Wuhan lab? No mention of that. No, no, no. Just the lab in Wuhan. Just the Chinese. Think Chinese. Think Chinese. That's racist. And Elon Musk came out yesterday and said, yeah. And the Chinese said that he was um, breaking the pot of China, which is an expression in, for the Chinese of don't bite the hand that feeds you. And they want him to stop drawing attention to the origins. Uh-huh. Fauci still saying, no, we'll never know. We will never know. Agents of chaos. They have... One thing in common, they're all looking for their own power, and they're all trying to silence anyone who disagrees with them. What is causing the stress in your life? According to the latest poll, everything. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, that's crazy conspiracy. Really? Because if I told you 10 years ago that they were going to say that Men could have babies, too. You would have said, how dare you say that? You're just using hyperbolic language and you're going to get everybody stirred up. And now you're silenced if you say that's not true. Nine-year-old child taught by Deborah Rosenquist at Terryville Road Elementary School, Long Island. Identifies as a girl, but was being called a boy's name and giving male pronouns in class. The damning lawsuit now uh, uh, wielded by her parents claims that the teacher started calling the fifth grader Leo using he him pronouns in class October 21, unbeknownst to the girl's parents. It was only months later in January 22 when the girl was caught drawing a picture of a suicidal girl with the words, I want to kill myself, that the parents finally went, wait a minute, what over what? And went to school. They said that they had heard their child being called Leo by her friends before, but that was in reference to an astrological sign and they didn't associate it with the male. Oh, my God. It was then that the parents believed something wasn't right. They decided to look into her. They found that this teacher, on the day when the school asked pupils and teachers to wear blue in support of two police officers who were shot and killed, the teacher instead wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Gee, let's trace it back again. Can it be traced back? Oh, yes. They revealed that Rosenquist had not only gone beyond the curriculum teaching children about transgender, but actively encouraged the fifth graders to try being gay. Superintendent Jennifer Quinn and the school's principal both admitted to the parents in a meeting 
that they knew Rosenquist was peddling this mentality in the classroom, but because she was uh, uh, because she was tender ten, tenured, they couldn't do anything about it. She teachers unions, huh? She was putting books into the classroom that were not in the curriculum. An LGBTQI2. I'm neither. She read to students also when Aiden becomes a brother, which is about transitioning surgery and hormones. She was telling the kids that, by the way, that book has just been banned in Florida. Oh, the outrage. Uh, she was telling the kids, try it. Try being gay. Just try being gay. Just try it out. Who knows? You might like it. They transferred the girl to another class, but apparently she was being bullied there because, I, uh, quote, I would want to kill myself, too, if I didn't know if I were a boy or girl. Literally, what is she? This is this is from the kids. Literally, what is she? Boy, girl, one day her name is Leo and the next day her name is like what? What is it? I don't know what to call it. They have dehumanized a child and taught that it is a proper pronoun for people you don't know the sex of it there's a great evil happening in our country and it is easy to define we just have to start saying it out loud sometimes in life you just want to get rid of your own blinds and uh put up some new ones Seems like it ought to be simple. Unfortunately, most of the time it's a hassle. People are coming out, have to make appointments multiple times, huge expense. You know the drill. Fortunately, that's not the case when you use Blinds.com. Their design consultants have you covered. They can help you pick out what's right for your home when there are just too many choices. And they don't need to come to your home. It's a new thing called FaceTime or Skype. Okay, so... There's a reason why Blinds.com has 40,000 five-star reviews. And it's really obvious when you start to do any kind of window treatments with uh, Blinds.com. They make it affordable and easy. Uh, You need help measuring, installing. They'll do that if you want. No problem. Everything's backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee and shipping's always free. Blinds.com. Save up to 40% site-wide right now. Up to 40% off everything now at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm going to tell you next hour some good news uh, about a robbery uh, that was thwarted. Uh, A bunch of guys come in. They're going to rob all the people in this church. And didn't work out well for them. Didn't work out. The people were armed. But not with what you think. I'll explain uh, coming up in in just a second. Uh, Some good news that is uh, is out today. Also, some things that we got to keep on your radar. That's next hour on the Glenn Beck Program.
you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. I thought we'd start this hour with some good news. And I have, I have many stories of good news. Many, many. What do you say? You in for some good news? Let's do it in 60 seconds. Guess what the average American's credit card percentage rate is? The average American is now paying 21%. On average! Most people are carrying a balance from uh, one month to the next. Interest is piling up and up and up and it's not hard to get in so deep you're only making the minimal payments and that'll take you 10 years to pay that off. If that's you, would you please just consider a refi of your mortgage with American Financing. You could be using the equity in your home to get rid of those debts and pay them off much faster at a much lower interest rate than you're going to get from a credit card. You could be shaving years off of your journey towards financial freedom. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, not the banks. And they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. See if that could free up you know, your lifestyle a little bit, give you some breathing room, $700 a month on average. And you could end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. It's free, no obligation, no pressure. Don't wait. Please pick up the phone and call them at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I got to talk to this man before the end of the week. I have to do it. I think this is a great story. Four armed men wearing masked masks entered a Missouri church earlier this month with alleged intent to rob it or worse. <laughs> alleged? <laughs> well, <laughs> really let, necessary. Let just, well, just listen. Listen to the story. So, uh, Marquello, I guess, Frutrell, he is the pastor at All Creation Northview Holiness Family Church. Too many words in that. Just cut <laughs> it down, Pastor. Cut it down. <laughs> Economy of words. Okay. It's in Ferguson. He said he watched these four guys wearing masks with guns on their waists and empty bags in their hands walking in. Now, he's a former police officer and now a pastor. He said the hairs on my uh, back of my neck just stood up and I'm like, okay, something's about to happen. It's not going to be good. He said, me being a former police officer, I noticed the waistbands, and I'm like, okay, something in their waistbands as well. So he's up there, and he's preaching, and he's seeing this. Nobody else has seen it yet, and he's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So he does what I don't think anybody else would do. He's like, hey, you. Yeah, you. You in the purple jacket. What is your name? And he starts walking down the aisle towards them and he engages them directly. What is your name? I can't hear you. Say your name out loud. And then he said, you four gentlemen, can you account for yourself? Who sent you here? 
You just decided you saw this church and you just decided, ah, come in. I'm just going to come on in. Talk to me. Why are you here? Who sent you here? He said they found out uh, that they were later, they were connected to uh, two robberies from convenience stores. Um, and the preacher just engaged them and said, turning to the congregation, you know what? Let's praise God for them coming in today. Let's just praise God. I praise God that God sent them in here because I think the devil meant this for evil. <laughs> then he said, but you are messing with the wrong guy. Don't play with me. I still got a cop anointing and I still know what's going on and I know what's about to happen. God's about to change the plan of the enemy. So let's pray on these four. And he turns to the young men and he looks at him and says, lift your voice up to God. Pray with us, will you? And the young men are like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and then the entire congregation surrounds these would-be robbers. And uh, he's like, bow your heads, bow your heads. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to pray on you. And so the whole congregation comes around and they put their hands. Nobody's reaching for the gun. They put their hands on the back of these guys and they are praying that the Holy Ghost will come and just change these men. They pray for a while and then the congregation sits back down. And he's like, see, brothers, that wasn't so bad. Thank you for letting us pray for you. We're thankful that for whatever reason, the Lord let you come on in here. And when you walked on this ground, you walked on the ground of the, the Holy Ghost. You stepped foot on the all creation parking lot and you encountered the move of the Holy Ghost. And I don't think any of you are going to be the same. And they all just kind of looked at him, looked at the congregation, wearing the masks, <laughs> looked at each other and went, yes, sir, and turned around and walked out. Police wow. are still looking for them. The pastor said, I've got to find this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard and the flood will never be greater than the standard. I mean, you want to talk about faith in God? That pastor coming out from behind that podium and seeing him and knowing, oh boy, there's trouble. Hmm. I think that's a great story. What kind of masks were that? Do we know? Were they, did they at least protect the congregation from COVID-19? On the evening of February 21st, the number 12 ranked Mid-Vermont Christian School Eagles of White River Junction. Again, too many names. Mm. Too many names. They were scheduled to take on the number five Long Trail Mountain Lions of Dorset. First round of the Vermont Division Four Girls Varsity Tournament. The Eagles dropped out. They forfeited the game. Because when they got there, they realized that a, one member of the Mountain Lions was actually a male. <laughs> And so they withdrew from the tournament because they said, we believe playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game. 
the safety of our players and allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. Good for them. I mean, some school eventually is going to be smart enough to just go out there and just recruit a whole team of dudes and just go out there and just kick everybody's butt. And half the teams will just probably forfeit. I mean, there's a very ultra competitive world I'd, out there. I'd, I'd like to. <laughs> I'd I like, want to start this school. I know. I'd like to do that. You know, if there was like a, I don't know, a, a podcasting, you know, kind mm-hmm. of division, mm-hmm. we get all the guys here, just put them in skirts and just. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how that would. I mean, that might be something you like, but it's not something that I think would affect the quality of the podcasts. No, the pot. No, no, no. The podcast division. If there was a sports division with the podcasts and then there was male, female, we just because I don't think our team would be Mm. necessarily that good (laughs) playing against men. But even I could, you know, come on, seriously, women. Right. That's not Mm. too sexist, is it? (laughs) Right. No, women. Definitely not. I mean, who can't Certainly not what you're going for. Right. Right. (laughs) Specifically. (laughs) I will say, though, in sports, you know, you have a little bit of real world evidence that boys are able to compete in most sports at a higher level than girls. Yes, I know. I mean, you can look at things like track and field where you're just literally measuring and you find a lot of these results play out that way. Hmm. So, so wait a minute, a real you're advantage saying here. that only a Russian, probably hermaphrodite from the Soviet Union days, mm-hmm. that is doing shot put, is not as good as a male doing that. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. Right. But usually that's the way it plays right. out. Right. And I, my understanding is huh. hermaphrodite no longer the accepted term. And I learned this uh, f- directly from Weird Al Yankovic. Which, what? Wait a minute. So what? I know it's true. Okay. Because uh, he... Why were... What? <laughs> Why were... How did that happen? Do you happen? have a lot of questions? Yeah, that? I okay, do. Uh, I just... Uh, okay, that's, that's fair. No, Weird Al uh, has been doing a, a concert uh, tour over the past few years, uh-huh. which I happen to see. And he has a song from many years ago. You went alone, didn't you? Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with me to that. So... <laughs> this is sad. So, this is sad. A man oh, in his forties. That was the best night of my life. It was fantastic. By himself. I'd do it again. I'd do it Play again. Play the accordion, yeah. Al. Play the accordion. Bring it home. It was fantastic. <laughs> I bet it was. But uh so he had a song, I can't remember which one it was, but he uses the word hermaphrodite in it. And he going he's going through the whole thing and he actually stops the song in the middle of it and says, in totally a like a I you know Weird Al, I don't know what his politics are. He's never been a political guy. He, yeah. I, I don't. That's he's what he does. Weird Al right. Yankovic. I know, but right. he's a legend. Okay, Weird mm-hmm. Al's a legend. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of stops it and says, "By the way, this is not the term we're supposed to use anymore." And he goes to this whole thing about how you know things change over time and like trying to like not be canceled, but also right. acknowledging it. And right. it was in a very very funny way. But I honestly, there's so many terms that have been canceled. I didn't even realize. That hermaphrodite, apparently, not a term you're supposed to use anymore. Huh. Now, I don't care about that at all. Yeah, I don't but, either. But I do think it is interesting that that was like one of the things that they would use as the defense back in the day. Yeah. Remember, when they were talking about transgender people, they would say, well, what about hermaphrodites? These are people that are born. Like, you keep saying there's only two genders. What about hermaphrodites? That's what they always used to <laughs> say. Always that was their argument. Yep. Now they can't even make the argument because they won't let themselves use the word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are screwed up. 
Let me ask you something. Because mm-hmm. you've loved, you've loved Weird Al for a very long time. Yes. Ever since I've known you. I right. love Weird Al. I loved him back in the day. I believe he's been on the show. You know, we met him. Um, we met him once when we were in New York, and he was in the studios for something okay, else. I don't yeah. remember if we brought him on the air or not. Okay. Um, right. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember if we brought him on the air. I also can't remember really meeting him, but he is. A, You've had him on the air, though. Yeah, I've had him on the air several times. Yes. But you, mm-hmm. you, that's, that's a big deal, Weird Al. Yeah, for sure. I love Weird Al. Did you go backstage to meet him? No, I did not. I just uh, just sat in the audience and, and and enjoyed the show. You 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 can't. You have such little juice. You can't even get a backstage pass to to see. Those are um, your, highly uh, oh, highly prized items. That they now don't they just did, come on the internet. Now look, it, was there a meet and greet level here? Uh, and did I look into it? Sure. I mean, did I did I see if there was any available? The answer to that was no. There were none available at the time when I looked. <laughs> but I would have proudly gone to meet and greet Weird Al and told you all about it. I, right. I love the guy. No, I know. I know you do. I love the guy. I know. And How much would you have paid to shake his hand and get your photo no, with Weird Al? As I just mentioned, I've met him before. I know, but to get your message, you know, to, I mean, you would have paid for a meet and greet. How much is that worth to you? A private meeting with Weird Al. I'm just asking, how much would that be worth? I, I would have paid the ticket premium to Which get Which would have been what? I don't know. Probably, I bet it would have been an extra Five, hundred bucks, couple extra, hundred bucks. Huh? I mean, couple yeah, hundred bucks. meet and greets. You know, you, you're familiar with this process. You usually, well, is it worth, mm-hmm. let's say, five hundred dollars? You're not going with a crowd. It'd be one on one. I mean, I, I, I am, I'm conflicted by this. I think you're leading to something to make fun of me, but like, <laughs> no, I, I'm very conflicted. I'm just I trying actually, to go for your wallet. Oh, okay. I just, I don't actually want to meet the people that you like that I like. I, I feel I find it too. I mean, I've met you. I, I liked you when I was on the air when I was a kid. You were the local host, and I was like, this guy when sounds I, funny, and now I've met I him, and it ruined the kid. whole thing. <laughs> right. Right? Right. You've destroyed my vision of you. It's like regular people for me. I met you. Right. You were a regular a person. regular person, and now met. much worse than that. You're still a regular person, <laughs> and I don't like you. Right. I don't like you. So. But I, I don't, you're not like that? I mean, I know you've had uh, instances where you've, like, you've uh, had- Yeah, B.B. King. B.B. King. Yeah, right. B.B. King. Elton John. Both of them. Uh, you loved them. Love them. Elton John, I can't use that word on the air. Not a nice man. Uh, mm. And uh, and BB King um, hit on my wife. Right, okay, right, Freddie. I was the fan. <laughs> now you don't have even okay. the juice to stop an artist from no. hitting on your wife. No, well, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, man can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I walk in with, I, I walk in, and and she slept. During the conf- uh, concert, she hates BB King. <laughs> I love BB King, and you know, I walk in mm-hmm. and he doesn't even look up for me. I'm like, Mister King. He's like, Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I walk closer. I just wanted to shake your hand, blah, blah. And he looks up and he does. He looks at me for like half a second, and then he goes right to Tanya, and he's like, Come on over here and sit on BB's lap. <laughs> And That's I'm, an opening line right and there. And I shoved her out of the way, and I sat on his lap, and it was very nice. Uh, memories can be really uh, kind of a time travel back into the past. Old photos, home videos. Do you have a video of Tanya sitting on BB's lap? 
I have a photo someplace of it. Do you really? I, I have to. We got to yeah. dig this up from yeah. your legacy box. It's got, you yeah. got to have it now. I know. You have know. it digitized. I know. I was going through in a completely other kind of probably a, a gear grinding transition here. I was going through some of the pho- photographs, getting ready for the museum this summer, uh, going through some of the photographs of uh, Wounded Knee that we have, of the massacre of, <laughs> of Wounded of Knee. Of course, we're, we're back to Wounded Knee, obviously. Yeah. Well, you can't go that long. Well, I you mean, said well, you're talking about a lap. So. Right. So anyway, what? So anyway, uh, uh, so I was going through them, and they are really in bad shape. They are really faded. And I'm going to get, no, seriously, I'm going to get Legacy Box to. Really? Yeah. I'm going to send them to them, preserve them, see if they can, you know, enhance it a little bit when sure. they're, we're doing it. Because they're going to be gone. They're so faded. They're so going to be gone. So many of these things. I mean, anything from the pre-digital era is oh, yeah. fading I mean, and those are, you would expect. Yeah. But that's on, you know, archival paper. Back then, everything was like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, but everything you have from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, if you if you even have the thing to watch it on, uh, if you watch it once, it could just disintegrate on you. Get Legacy Box. I, tr- I trust these people enough to send the pictures of Wounded Knee. I, I've, we've got something, uh, an additional Zapruder film that is needs to be uh, dubbed over. I trust them to do this and ship it back to me. So whether you have the Zapruder film or just some celebrity hitting on your wife, if you want to archive those moments, you go to Legacy Box. B.B. King was dead to me, <laughs> dead to me when he was like, I'm not talking about you sitting on my lap. I mean her. And I'm like, talk to me, Santa. Just talk to me. Legacybox.com. Save 50%. Now, you don't have to be ready with everything. You just get the box and you, they, you'll save 50% right now. Send it in when you're ready. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Legacybox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. You see that uh, John Irwin uh, has a new movie out. It's the Jesus Revolution. Yeah, hearing great things about it. Great, like the reviews are ridiculously yeah. good. It's outperformed well, all expectations. The reviews for the people who get, you know, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it is an A plus from Cinema Scores. Yep. A plus Cinema Score. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't happen. Ninety nine percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifty six on the Tomato Meter. But like a Those movie, critics like, it's got Jesus in it. A movie about Jesus that doesn't portray him as like a black transgendered uh, little person. Um, <laughs> is a hermaphrodite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 56% is pretty good. Yeah, right. I yes, feel like. Uh, so anyway, it's um, blowing past expectations. Really, really, really good. We have to have the real guy on. You know, um, mm. Uh, all I can think of is Frazier. Kelsey Grammer yeah. is playing the role of this guy, but I know the guy who it's based on. Oh, really? And he's got a fantastic story. Maybe next week. Did we'll... you get a meet and greet with him? I don't need. I don't you don't, need he you... had a meet and greet How much... with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. There is Wait, no. <laughs> stories about what? What? And like the, is it the 60s? Like the, uh... Yeah, 60s. And it's this this preacher there. It, 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 the, the congregation just growing really old. And uh, nothing is happening. And he doesn't, all these hippies are around. And he's like, how do we connect with them? Mm. And his daughter challenges him, uh, at least in the movie. And uh, he, he, 
starts his church, open, uh, opens up the door. The guy I know is the guy who plays the lead character, which is not Kelsey Grammer. Um, and his story is crazy, hmm. crazy. He was on acid, running through the streets like a crazy man. Um, and this guy who is played by, well, I don't know his real name, so I'm going to just say played by Jesus in this movie from The Chosen. This guy comes out of his house and he's like, dude, dude, what's up? What's up? Sit down. And they sit down. They talk. The guy completely changed his life. Mm. And he started preaching to people on the beach. He he didn't even know what he was talking about. His story is fantastic. Anyway, the movie is The Jesus Revolution. And it is out in uh, movie theaters everywhere. Well, probably not New York. But <laughs> they just <laughs> they don't allow it there. Yeah, well, they don't even ask. I think at this point they're like, "Should we call somebody in New York?" No, <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry. The Glenn Beck Program. I buy precious metals like gold and silver because I'm a collector, but also I'm a collector of uh, things that could be a hedge against insanity. In case you haven't noticed, there's an awful lot of insanity on the menu these days. What is the soup? Insanity. Okay. I. Is there anything else? Nope. Okay, I'll have a soup, uh, a bowl of, could I have it in a cup? The federal government is spending the dollar into the ground. And the simple truth is it cannot bear much more before it falls. They are planning now a changeover to a digital currency. <sighs> Please find out if gold or silver is right for you by calling Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Please do yourself a favor. Have something that is not in dollars, but in gold or silver or precious metals. And right now, the Betsy Ross Silver Round, personally designed by my friend Carol Roth, is exclusive this week only. With every Betsy Ross Silver Round you buy, you'll get the matching Betsy Ross Copper Round for free. They're going to sell out probably by this weekend, so call them now, 866-GOLDLINE. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're, uh, we're glad you're here. Hey, there's a couple of really exciting things happening in Washington. Uh, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, which uh, uh, is responsible for, uh, for setting community standards and enforcing, uh, you know, laws that keep me from saying certain things and certain words on uh, a broadcast. This does not cover cable or clearly podcast, just radio and television uh, programs. Um, we're getting a, a new uh, nominee there for the FCC. Uh, name is uh, Gigi Sohn, and uh, I like her. I like her. I like her a lot. Really? Oh, oh yeah. That's good. That's, that's positive. You know, during the George Floyd riots, yeah. uh, she was on the radio, and she was asked, you know, what do we have to do? to elevate all of this. And uh, mm-hmm. she said, what do we need? What do we need? I'm quoting. We need a truth and reconciliation commission. 
And I thought to myself, amen, sister. Amen. That's what we need. We need we need to reconcile with the truth. She said we need to do what they did in South Africa. You know, I was lucky enough to be uh, in South Africa after apartheid broke. And, you know, it was right when South African President Nelson Mandela was in charge. And it was fascinating to see a city that had been torn asunder trying to come back together again. I I think that's what we need. I I think we need to come to a common understanding of what the truth is. Right. End quote. Yes. See, that's why I like her, because we're on the same page. We both think we need to reconcile with the truth. Mm. She said, you know, we also. You know, we, look, Mitch McConnell said the way we atone for original sin was by electing Barack Obama. Huh, that guy. We got to get rid of that guy. See, another reason I like, I mean, I Both agree Barack with Barack Obama and Mitch McConnell. Uh, she said, uh, I mean, we have to have a real conversation about, you know, about race relations in this country. We haven't had enough. Oh, we haven't had enough. Finally, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. How long have we been? needing to start a national conversation about race because we've never discussed it before. We've never discussed it. No one has ever no. brought it up. No, amen. And every time something well, happens Colin, in this country... Colin Kaepernick. I, well, yeah, maybe you could count Colin. He brought it up, but, you know, people just ignored him. Yeah. No one would talk about his incident. No. No one would talk about him no. taking a knee. Just no swept one under would the... obsess about it constantly right. on every television show for months and months and months at a time. Right. And what we need in this country Country is a not a conversation, but a national conversation about race. More we, time spent talking about it. We need a real national yes, conversation a real about race. National conversation. Yeah. Why don't we spend more time I'll talking about skin color? I will tell you why. Because she she says, but that's not going to happen because it won't we, because we've yeah. lost the meaning of truth. Yeah, we've lost what is true in this country about everything. I mean, the fact that there are still people in significant numbers who won't wear a GD mask, which <laughs> said that, uh, you know, it's in you're not wearing a mask in a public place. It's it's just unbelievable. But there's one party, only one party that doesn't care about the truth. And uh, I think that's the first thing that Joe Biden, if if he gets elected, he needs to have a truth and reconciliation commission, you know, and have people come and speak and talk about, you know, their experience and what is true and what is not. So she's going to uh, be overseeing the FCC, which I think is great. Oh, that's true. How many yeah. times have we heard people say that? Oh, well, we need a national conversation. I'm about so race. sick of the national conversation. We don't so need a conversation. Everybody, I don't care who you voted for, 90%, only about 10% of crackpots on either side, okay? Those people are the ones currently in charge. Everybody else doesn't need a conversation. We got it. We got it. We got it. Yeah. It's so true. Like Lori Lightfoot lost. We haven't talked about that. She, what? She, yeah, they did one of those things where you had to be in the top how, two. She finished in third place. How, She's out. How could that possibly have happened? Again, we've never had a national conversation about race, right? Right. So... Which is weird, because I will ask you right now what she's blaming the loss on, and and you will know the answer. Race. Even though we haven't had a national conversation about race. How is that possible? How would you know the answer to that? she's speaking the truth. Oh, that's right. Because she's speaking the truth. We're liars. So I immediately go, 
well, she's probably speaking the truth. It's about white people. Yeah. Tubed her. The Houston Texans mm-hmm. NFL franchise. Of course, you know all the details of this, but let me bore the audience, or let me go through the audience and bore you with, oh, okay. with, yeah, with the storyline here, because you'll remember. Way up on the uh, Houston Texans. Texans. So the, they have a really terrible year. They hire a black coach. Why, what hap, what's the discourse in the NFL, ESPN, all these places? Oh, well, they of course they give that job to a black coach because it's a terrible team. So they go oh, through, okay. right? All right. Hiring yeah. a black coach now bad because they're a terrible team and huh. you're screwing over the black coach. Now, huh. he goes through a year of coaching. The team sucks. He gets fired. What's the discourse? Of course they fire the black coach because they're racist. Then they hire they him. hire a black coach. Right, I thought. That and he was... goes through a year and they suck again and they fire the coach and guess what they say? I can't believe they fire a black coach. They're racists. Hmm. And then once again they hire a black coach. This is a franchise that has hired 3 consecutive black coaches in a country where 12% of the population is black and yet they're racists. But we just haven't had a national conversation about race. That would solve all this. I'm glad you're finally getting it. I'm glad you finally are it's getting it. By the way, infuriating. Um, let me just take a, a quick moment for this uh, public service announcement. Cut one, please. Have you ever boarded a plane and thought to yourself, I hope the pilot is a transgender refugee? Have you ever gone to the emergency room and said, I hope my medical team is incredibly diverse? Have you ever moved to a new city and said, I hope the police department hit its equity goals for the year? If your answer to these questions was no, if you just wanted the most qualified candidates for the job, then you are normal. But we have a lot of very not normal people running America these days. Left-wing politicians believe skin color or gender identity should determine who gets the job. Democrats used to care about the middle class. Now they just care about your race and your gender. And as long as Democrats stay in power, it will just keep getting worse. Stop the bigotry. Stop the insanity. Paid for by Citizens for Sanity. I love the fact that they say stop the bigotry. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It is. That is what we're talking about here. Yes, it is. You know, in a way, we do need a conversation about race. It just needs to be totally different. You know, we <laughs> yeah. need to. Let me give you a conversation about race that we do need. This is from a few years ago. Uh, actor Morgan Freeman. You may identify him as black. I don't know how he identifies himself. But this is Morgan Freeman on 60 Minutes talking about Black History Month. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you oh. do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month sure. is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No, I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? On stop school? talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You want to say what I... 
I know this white guy named Mike Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, God, do we need a dose of that? We need that put into the veins of every citizen in this country right now. That attitude is exactly what solves this problem. And we had gone such a long way to solving it until the left decided to rip rip us out of the jaws of victory and deliver so, us to the agony of defeat. Can we go through something real quick? You and I did this earlier this morning uh, before we were on the air. Can we just go through what is the cause of all of the strife of all of these problems? What is the cause? Is it America? Is it American history? Let's, let's just look at the most, where the most turmoil comes from. Look at the last 10 years. How many absolute crises have we yeah, it seems like a seen over and over Constant. and over and over again? It's a national embarrassment, crisis, whatever. Before 2010, it was 2008, the banking crisis. Before then, it was 2001, the 9-11. 9-11. Before that, it was the Gulf War. Gulf the, the, War. The first Gulf okay. War, probably. 1990. Yeah. And then it was probably before that, the real crisis, when we thought we'd be vaporized under Reagan in 82 or 80, 81 or 82. And that was sort of right on the heels and right in the middle of the inflation uh, debacle and the the after uh, after effects of Carter. Correct. Okay, And that came on the heels of Watergate, which came on the heels of uh, assassinations, assassination of of three, three major people. In a decade, think of from this time period, then the next time period you find like this is in the 1960s. Everything's on fire. Everything is on fire. 1950s, it wasn't like that. 1940s, we were putting the fire out. The 1930s, under FDR, everything was on fire. Everything. Okay, mm, let's go before that. Then it was the Roaring Twenties, had its scandals, etc., but... Wasn't bad until who the progressive Woodrow Wilson. Everything was on fire. There is a pattern here. When you put progressives in charge, they are so damn crazy. They set the country on fire every time, every time. I mean, I just know what they and they don't seem to learn the lesson. No, I don't. I mean, you know, in the 1950s, we had McCarthy. Horrible, horrible. Part of it was true, yeah. but what the <laughs> what the uh, Committee of Un-American Activities did was horrible. Okay, I know not to do that anymore to communists. I don't want to do that. I don't want to wear bring out your communists. But they haven't learned that lesson. It happened to them. They haven't learned that lesson. Well, they learned a lesson from it. Yeah. They learned how to apply it to their enemies. Exactly right. Which is exactly the opposite of what Christ would talk, would teach. Mm -hmm. He would teach, love thy neighbor as thyself. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. These guys, vengeance belongs to them. And the only way to heal is treat you the way you treated me. It's an antichrist movement. Back in just a second. Hey, fun fact. 
We're also getting older every day. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I could find a bright side for you. Um, getting older uh, it leads to aches and pains, and your joints start to wear down. And the normal exercise of everyday life begins to catch up. I mean, I'm telling you, exercise is bad for you. Most of what causes this pain and lots of other forms of pain is inflammation, especially in the joints. If you're somebody that is dealing with pain, please, I urge you to take the initiative today and give Relief Factor a try. Not a drug developed by doctors so it doesn't space you out. Four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. Please, give it a shot. You don't have anything to lose. Three-week quick start, 1995. If it's not working for you in three weeks, it's not going to work. But you have a 70% chance of going on to order more because it's working for you. Are you kidding me? Roll the dice. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Just try it for three weeks. 800-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So Lori Lightfoot uh, lost, uh, and there's a runoff now between two top candidates, both of them progressive but one of them actually likes the police and says the only thing we have to fix right now is the police situation we've got to clean up the streets people are dying in the streets and we got to stop it um but he's not good i mean he's not a guy i would want as the mayor but he's better than the the other guy no he's done some good things on education for example not again not stuff that would please us but you know, he's been for charter schools and he's at right. least had some sensible, he's done some sensible things. Right. And he's focusing on making sure the, the streets are safe. And he won by 14 points over Brandon Johnson. His name is Paul Vallis, by the way. Paul Vallis won but 13 points over uh, Brandon Johnson, who came in second. Now, the, the way this is, this works, if you're familiar with the California system, it's kind of like that, where they have a bunch of people, everybody runs in the same primary, jungle primary, they call it. And then the top two, uh, come out of that primary to face off against each other. So Lori Lightfoot didn't even make the top two. The top two, one is a younger progressive. One is uh, is this guy who is, first of all, the only white candidate in the field. So it shows how racist Chicago is. They, only, they had eight choices of minorities, one white guy. They picked the white guy. And it's just so, so racist. Well, they probably won't pick the white guy now because if you split the vote, I mean... I don't know. I think he's the favorite. I mean, I think the Paul Vallis would be the favorite here. This is the guy who's pro police. You know, he with a 14 point lead, and you have one of these runoffs. I guess maybe it's pretty significant. He has to get 17 percent of the rest of the vote over the entire field. Uh, in fourth place uh, was Jesus G. Garcia, and then Willie Wilson behind that, and then a bunch of people who are two percent or less. So he's got a i mean i wouldn't say it's a sure thing it's not like if he was at 46 percent in this i would say it's a sure thing he's at 34 so he's got if he's elected he says he wants to make chicago the safest city in america which you would think is a heavy lift but 
the way the rest of America is going to hell in a handbasket, <laughs> at some point those lines could cross. Right. If he just makes it worse more slowly, <laughs> eventually we'll all catch it. We'll catch yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. That's a good yeah, way of looking good. at Thank it. You. Yeah. Thank you. High hopes for Always Chicago. Always positive. <laughs> Always a positive way to look at things. The Glenn Beck Program.